Great. Good morning, everyone. What an exciting, busy morning we've had today. Hasn't it been so lovely to celebrate all these special things, to celebrate the kids, to celebrate the leaders who have worked so tirelessly with our kids this year? And in the last couple of weeks, Cornerstone really has had lots of big celebrations, haven't we? We've had a wedding. We've had a couple of amazing baptisms. We've had, <clears throat> what else have we had? Baby showers. We've had big birthday celebrations. We won't point people out. We've had some amazing things happening at Cornerstone. There's so much to celebrate. There's so much beauty in this community, isn't there? I just want to get you up and moving. Are you ready for an activity? Those legs pumping. I want you to stand up if you were born in a different country. Stand up if you were born in a different country. Have a look around, everyone. Look at them, embarrass them. Thank you, you can sit down. Stand up if you had a birthday this week. No one? Josiah! Stand up if you're a small child. Yay! Stand up if you're over 70. <laughs> Stand up if you're in the throes in the midst of raising children. Yes! Stand up if you're a musician or if you play an instrument. <laughs> Stand up if you like to play sports or watch sports. <laughs> wow, I'm impressed. Stand up if you love gardening. I'm flat. I'm, I'm down here for this one. <laughs> Stand up if you're sick of standing up and down. No, it's okay. It's all right. It's great. <laughs> Uh, isn't it so amazing that this amount of people, we have such diversity, so many beautiful things in our community. We have different personalities and skills and different abilities. We have people with different giftings. And I love how diverse we are. And I think one of the ways that I see this is the way that, as Matt said earlier, we serve each other. And just this week I heard about so many different ways that this community served each other. I heard about um, financial support. I heard about people praying for others. I heard about lawns being mowed. I heard about coffee and meals being shared. I heard about people opening their homes for people to come in. And I heard about rugs being cleaned. That's what I got. Thank you, Mitchell Bateman, who's not even here today. There's so many ways that this community is serving and loving one another. So good, amen. I think it would be true to say that how we love each other might be different to how people, other people, love each other. And I think that healthy Christian community is something that we have to fight for more than we ever have had to fight before. And what I mean by that is that in the, the world in so many ways is so intent on looking after me. Me, myself, and I. And in that way, the lives that we want to live, that we like to live, pushes people to live behind doors and in, in isolation. 
and feeling that if we have a struggle, if our life is feeling hard, we just have to do that on our own. This is something that we have to move through. I think the world is also so busy at trying to be inclusive, which on one side is great, but I think in trying to be so inclusive, we are actually being very exclusive because we are preferring ourselves over other people. I think the way that we love each other and live in Christian community showcases, gives gives us the opportunity to showcase God's love for the world. And in John 13, 35, it says, For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. Our love for each other is fueled by God's deep love for us, isn't it? And the way that we love others speaks of our love for God. So how did God love us? In 1 John 4 it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. We love each other because he first loved us. So when we are loving people, it's coming out of a grateful heart for all that love that God has given us. When we come to really understand what Jesus did on the cross, the depth of his love for us, that God would send his son to die for us, to take away our our sin forever, our response is to love others. Love comes from God. God is love. And as Christians, we have the living God in us. And just as we read that God's love is brought to full expression through us by the way that we love others. And I think what is truly amazing about Christ-centred community is that that love is what sets it apart from any other community. Love is the foundation. Love is the motivator. And the way that we go about loving others is a powerful witness, as I've said before, because we are literally being showcases of God's love for his people and his desire to be in relationship with people. In Romans 12.10, it says, be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. And then in Galatians, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. When we make the decision to follow Jesus and we embrace his love for us, there's a change that happens here, right? We need to be devoted to loving each other. 
to take the opportunity when we can to be a blessing to each other. There is a preference for us to love the people in our family of faith because as a body, we are meant to be especially a blessing to to each other, to look out for each other and to serve one another. And as members of one family, as brothers and sisters in the family of faith, we are designed to function well together. And I just, again, we are so beautifully diverse in this place. And the next passage I just want to read from talks about how the family of faith is like a body. How this community of believers, as brothers and sisters in faith, we are a body that works together. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. A diversity is required, for, it is, for, the body consist, for if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one body It would be wrong for the eye to say to the hand, I don't need you. And equally wrong if the head said said to the foot, I don't need you. In fact, the weaker our parts, the more vital and essential they are. The body parts we think are less honourable and we we treat with greater respect. And the body parts that need to be covered in public, we treat with proprietary and clothe them. But some of our body parts don't require as much attention. Instead, God has mingled the body parts together, giving greater honour to the lesser members who lacked it. He's done this intentionally so that every member would look after the others with mutual concern and so that there would be no division in the body. I don't know if I've said this yet, but did you know we're all different? We are diverse We are a body that no matter our differences, no matter our weaknesses and our our troubles, we are put together to make a whole. And I love how these verses highlight the importance that even though we have parts that seem to be weaker or different or have lacks, that God put those parts, all of us, intentionally together the body parts together, that's you and me, together. He put us together so that every member would look after the others with mutual concern. We're not to be tolerant of each other. We're to have mutual concern for each other. And this is big because God made the varying parts of the body to look after each other, to support each other, to see any weaknesses as a need for greater respect, to give dignity and honour, even when it's hard, or if someone hurts us, or if we feel discouraged by something someone said to us, even if someone is irritating or a little bit annoying. I don't think there's many of those people here. We are to look after people in the body who carry deep trauma, who have long-term suffering, who carry burdens that we can't even imagine, let alone understand. 
recently we did a little bit of training and um, beginning to set up a mentoring program that we want to run here at Cornerstone. And the whole point of the mentoring program is to help people to grow in their knowledge of God and in their knowing of him personally. And one of the things that we looked at is the importance of sharing stories. That is, sharing our life stories. Sharing from past and and sharing what's present. And one of the reasons that sharing stories is so important is because we get to understand people better. Sometimes it can be really hard to relate to anybody, but it can be hard to relate to people in the body because we're not like them. We might be in a different season. We might feel like we disagree. They come from a a different generation to us. They have different abilities, different personalities. And it's so easy for us in the body to make judgments about the things that we see people say and do. You know what? Often there are reasons for the way, for the reason, the re, there are reasons for the, why we do the things that we do. And there are often stories, both good and bad, that explain why we are the way we are. And seeking to understand someone is so very powerful. Because when we lean in, when we stop, and when we listen to somebody, when we prefer gaining understanding and increasing our understanding of who they are over wanting to be understood, wanting to be heard, when we choose compassion and when we choose to embrace each other instead of judging and rejecting, no matter what, we get to see a beauty that is in the body of Christ that we might have missed. We are all made in the image of God. We carry his likeness, but the way we carry his likeness is unique for everyone. So sometimes we do have people in our lives that we don't understand. And it's easy to step back, cut people off, reject them. But as a body, we are one. When we look at someone who is in the body of Christ, no matter how similar or different they are to us, we can say, God is there. He is. God is there. They are a part of the body of Christ. It is our responsibility to keep people's differences in mind, to bear with them. We need to learn in, lean in and learn what we need to learn about people so that we can love them more fully. Heidi Baker, I don't know if you've heard of her, but if you haven't, she's a missionary who is based, who spent most, a lot of her adult life in Mozambique, and she's a missionary there with her hubby, and she's a speaker, and she's written quite a lot of books. And she's also the CEO of Iris Global, which is a a Christian humanitarian organisation, And something I read that she wrote a long time ago is so, that changed my life completely. And she said, wash a person's feet until you know why they walk the way they walk. Wash a person's feet until you know why they walk the way they walk. Washing someone's feet is pretty intimate, right? 
Some of us actually don't like it. But what instead of moving away from someone when we don't understand that we moved in? If there is someone in our lives that we don't understand why they do what they do and why they say what they say, what if we turned it around? What do we need to learn about that person? What's the change that needs to happen in us? So that instead of judging why they are different, we choose to give them time to engage with them so that we can embrace them and value them better. And I think that is a part of us maturing in Christ. We need to be able to see where we need to grow. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's very easy for me to see where other people need to grow. It's very easy. We need to be reflective. We need to think about what in me needs to change in this. And I feel like I need to clarify, I am not talking about unsafe situations. <laughs> I'm not talking about people who have harmed us. I'm not saying stick around. I'm just saying that how can we change the way that we approach people who we find difficult to be near? Something in us needs to change if we don't know something. When we mature in Christ, we're able to see where we need to grow, where we need to expand our perspectives and our stereotypes, and where we need to seek to understand others so that we know how to love them better. In Ephesians 4.16, it says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. We are individually responsible for doing our work in the body, but we are also responsible for helping other parts grow. Each part of the body, each one of us, is made to fit together perfectly. It is not saying that each part is perfect, in fact, we read in the last verses that there are some that will need a gr have a greater need for dignity and support more than others. We all have imperfections. But we are not to operate as a body that has an autoimmune disease that from the inside out attacks itself. We are a body that cares for itself. We are made to fit together perfectly no matter our differences no matter the difference of our opinions, we are made to be full of love. One of the things that the body, start, the body does is it helps other parts grow, as we've just said. But I'd like to take it a step further and say that the body helps each other heal as well. Because it's true, we all experience tragedies, pain, hardship in our life at some point. And there are times when there are parts of the body that need acute care, emergency support. And there are times when people need the slower-paced, loving, gentle, coming along with, coming alongside care for healing. Yesterday, I had an amazing conversation with a lady from this church, and I was just blown away by the things that she was saying. And she ha has explained, um, shared with me over time some of the things that she finds hard in her life, the things that she daily faces that are hard. And some of the things make her feel like 
that she has to, is in a battle completely on her own. And I was just talking to her yesterday, catching up with how she was going. And with tears, she said to me, I, I used to think that I needed people to rock up and do my, my work for me, or needed to come and take the things that I, I, I'm finding hard and take them away. But she said that what she's learned is that what she needs more than anything is to people, for people to walk with her and encourage her. And she was got, went on to share about how in her workplace she has a, a really great friend who's just not taking her work from her, but is encouraging her, is championing her on. And this person was saying, this is what I needed all along. I need the body to encourage me. We need to encourage each other. I was just so amazed because we don't know what people are carrying. It's so important that we build each other up. A few years ago, it's a funny even to say years, as most of you know, um, we were, our family was in Melbourne waiting for Tobias to have his heart surgery. And um, <clears throat> he was, we, we had, it was a big mad rush to get from Darwin to Melbourne because his heart was really failing. And we were waiting um, for his surgery and more urgent cases kept coming up, so we had to wait and wait and wait for his turn. And one day, um, Matt and the kids, big kids, were at the beanbag theatre at the hospital watching a movie. And Tobias and I were in his room and I was just talking to him and standing there because at this point we couldn't even hold him because it was too much stress on his heart. Anyways, he suddenly started to go purple. And I'm, I'm not talking like cold purple. I'm talking purple-purple. And I don't know what your experience is with hospitals, but you know where there's the, on the wall there's the call the nurse button? But then there's also the emergency button that they tell you about, but you're like, heck, I'm never pressing that. I was standing there watching him get dark purple. And I said, right, I have to press this button. So I pressed the button. Oh my goodness, it was like cattle running down the halls. I cannot tell you the amount of people, I think 20 people came running, doctors, nurses, trays, trolleys, machines, everything, I don't know. It was so many people in his room, I was jammed up against the wall. They came and they assessed. They looked at him, they cared for him, they talked about a plan. They considered what was going to be best for him in that moment. When people are in the throes of hard times, difficult times, painful times, times when they press that emergency button, we need to gather. We need to get in there and be with each other. It would be so much easier for us to step back. Oh, someone else has got this, it's okay. We might feel underprepared, we might feel underskilled. We might feel like we don't have time. I've got enough going on in my life. But we are a body designed to fit perfectly together. And when one suffers, we all do. When there is pain for someone, we lean in and we listen. We come with our machines, we come with our meals, we come with our care plans, we pray with them, we encourage, we walk with, we listen, we observe. We meet needs, we mow lawns, we vacuum floors, we do the washing, we care for kids. 
We do what we can to support each other in crisis. God is about being in relationship with his people. And we need to show people the love that he has for them by the way we show up, by the way that we love each other. All of this that I'm saying, I am talking about us, Cornerstone and the body of Christ, is not about inward focusing and navel gazing. It's literally quite the opposite. We've talked about the importance of loving each other. But you know what? The harvest is plenty and the workers are few. We need to be good at loving each other so that we are healthy and able and strong to show the community how much God loves them. Isn't that why we gather and isn't that why God says, do not neglect coming together? We need to build each other up to be balm, to be encouraging to each other. We need to champion each other on. Aren't we the light bringers? And the salt shakers, we are God's showcase of love to the world around us. What move needs to happen in our hearts today so that we are more able to bring God's hope and his love to the world around us and to bring our great God great glory in all that we do? I don't know about you, but I want to be the best body we can be together. The best body. The best body that we can be. Before we get the musos to come up, what I'd really, really love you to do, are you ready? Is I would love you to, to turn and sit with somebody, tell them one thing about you that they may not know, and to pray for them. There's no judgment about what you share. It can be what you had for breakfast if you're a bit nervous. And and in terms of prayer, if you're not comfortable, that's fine, but pray a blessing over that person. If you know somebody next to you that really, really well, it'd be great for you to find someone new. If you don't want to do this, that's okay too. But I just want us to gather, to see each other as beautiful. And I'm going to pray before we do that. Father God, I just thank you that you are king over our lives, God. I thank you that you are the same God yesterday, today and forever. And Lord, we come today wanting to grow. Lord, we want to grow in the way that we love each other. Lord, we ask for forgiveness for the times when we've offered rejection instead of open arms. God, I ask you just to help us to see how we can, as your body, be healthy and growing. God, I just ask you to change us. May our hearts change so much, God, that what we give is not effort. Lord, that we are so undeserving, but yet you gave for us. Lord, help us to live from the revelation of what you did on the cross. Help us to live in the revelation of how much you love us, God, and help us to give, to lean in and to listen to each other. And Lord, as we leave this place, as we move out these doors, that every person that we're in contact with will know 
that we are Christians by the way we love each other and by the way we love other people, God. May we witness to your greatness purely by the way that we interact with people and encourage people. Lord, we are your workers. Show us where to move, where that where harvest is that's ready and ripe, God. And our, let us lift our eyes to see you, God, to see the needs of others and the way that they desperately need to know and experience you in their lives. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.